Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. This is Jerry Crispin. I'm with Madeline Lorano, and we're going to have a little bit of a conversation about this Pulse poll that we've started at the beginning of 2020 on what are the critical TA tra- uh, challenges that the leaders of some of the largest companies in the country believe will drive uh, their practices over the course of this year. Yeah. And uh, obviously, the the folks are all over the place in terms of industry, but what's interesting to me is that of the 51 companies that responded to this, 14 of them are in healthcare and pharmaceuticals. Mm. So there's a little bit of a, of a grouping there, but then there's they're pretty much all over the map in terms of everything from retail to telecommunications and you know technology, et cetera. When we look at um, the 51 companies that responded and I look at how many employees work at them on a global basis, it adds up to more than 3 million people, by the way. Wow. So it's not small. And when I look at the challenges, here's here's some things, Madeline, that I noted. So this particular piece is probably the best one that I can come up with right now in terms of uh, a visuals. But... What it basically did is we offered a whole host of different possibilities, like ethics being an issue that will dominate some of the challenges. Diversity, hiring, automation, the economy, cutbacks, et cetera, or growth, training recruiters, a transformation, once again, meeting goals for hiring critical or hires that are critical to the company, working with talent management to better define buy versus build, so more strategic in terms of looking forward, retention, and sourcing. So those were the ones we offered. Mm-hmm. We got them basically by doing a, you know, a quick set of conversations with folks. And I was amazed at some of the responses. So the, the one that had the, the most was diversity hiring in terms of literally 98% agree with that statement that as likely to dominate in 2020. Um, And that's that's certainly a lot. The next highest was um, automation, which was almost the same, but in the 90s for agreement. And then meeting goals for hiring critical, transformation, and training recruiters uh, was up there. Yeah. What was fascinating to me was that the the one that is less likely to dominate in 2020 is economic cutbacks. Yeah. And we're talking about agreement with that was less than 10%, which suggests that TA leaders at this point, their attitude is that the possibility of a downturn is not on their horizon at all. Right. And so they're coming out in 2020 fully loaded with pressure to gain rather than, you know, give me some, you know, plan B for how you would cut recruiters if we have to hire fewer, right? Right. So that's just not there. I find that fascinating. I think it's really interesting too. And I think it's something that Jerry, we talk about all the time. It's a great time to be in talent acquisition. You know, we haven't always been able to say that. And it's an amazing 
time to be in talent acquisition. It's an amazing time to be a talent acquisition professional. I think for a lot of companies, their budgets are actually increasing and their headcount is increasing on their TA team. So they're looking at specialists like data scientists or digital specialists or candidate experience managers. And this makes the function more strategic to the to the overall organization. So it's interesting to see that that's not on the horizon. And I think if you look at how companies are growing, it's not that surprising. The other thing that stands out to me here is that these are really strategic initiatives. Diversity hiring, thinking about automation, thinking about retention here, thinking about meeting goals for critical hires. These are very strategic goals and challenges that talent acquisition is thinking about. It's not the really tactical administrative challenges that I think for so long have you know burdened many talent acquisition functions. So to me, this is really encouraging. I think it really speaks to the sophistication of the TA leader today. And again, to the to this is a great time to be in talent acquisition. It really is. Well, it certainly focuses them on the execution of, you know, how do we automate more of our existing practices, for example, or we got to keep the pressure on from a diversity point of view because of the value to the business in the long run in being able to do that well. Right. So those, I, I absolutely agree with you. It, it um, There is a connection, but it also suggests to me that some of the underlying elements that drive really the best practices, how our employee brand is perceived by others from a point of view of the company being an ethical company, et cetera, or whether or not we're really spending enough time thinking about how we hire people that we can develop over time is not high on on the focus of what I've got to be able to do to drive the business. And because I think they're they're focused on growth issues. And so uh, understandably, um, they're focused on what's in front of them. Right. And you see that when you you look at the fact that they've got to upscale the training of recruiters, et cetera, that that's a fairly high value proposition for them. Yeah, the training is really interesting to see that as such a priority. And then the ethics is interesting too. And, you know, I wonder what you think about this, but I wonder if so much, you know, such a high percentage are undecided here on maybe what that means, what they should be thinking about. You know, I think it's a big topic within AI. It's a big topic within data privacy. And I think it, to me, is still very confusing to be in talent acquisition and understand how you should be thinking about ethics and then how you should evaluate the partners that you use in terms of ethics. Yeah. And I think what it tells me, too, is that the way we ask questions maybe is conflating the the stuff that you have to be active with versus those things that you need to be thinking about for the long term. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the opportunity for doing later on a pulse poll that says, you know, how important is this for you to succeed in um, finding automation, if, for example, that not only works, but is acceptable and doesn't create um, unanticipated consequences because you're now laying off a whole host of people based on that automation. Right. And so maybe there's a different way of, of getting at the extent to which there's a lot of learning going on in TA and HR relative to some of these other issues that for the very long haul might might have a, a great impact. The final thing that I think is really interesting here too, we already kind of touched upon it a little bit, is the retention piece. I was in a roundtable 
last fall. And the number one priority in conversation for the TA leaders that were there was around retention when we kind of went around and asked what the priorities were. And it's interesting because that wouldn't have been discussed 10 years ago as a priority. And now, you know, this is a metric for conversation. And now 77% agree or or strongly agree that this is a challenge that's likely to dominate in 2020. Right. So that's that's a pretty, you know, that's a pretty high percentage that are focused on that. And I would I think that's an important issue because most recruiting or operations do not own or perceive that they own retention. Right. They kind of pass that on to to HR. And yet that impacts the difficulty for them from a hiring point of view, because the higher the retention, the more they have to be involved in replacement as well as growth. Exactly. And I think if you think about what every company now is faced with, which is competition across industries, you know, everybody's competing for tech talent, you know, everybody's competing with Walmart, everybody's competing with Amazon, that puts more pressure on talent acquisition to not only find and track talent, but also retain the talent that is at their organization. So internal mobility, thinking about these metrics beyond when somebody's actually onboarded is is becoming more of a responsibility for talent acquisition. Yeah. We did get a few um, folks who by and large said more or added some additional things that they thought were going to be uh, impacting them. Uh, and they range from workforce planning to Again, diversity hiring, data integrity, the branding, <laughs> obviously workday implementation is impacting everybody, you know, and, and the global the global side of things as well. Yeah, the workforce planning is really interesting. And I think, you know, we've seen ebbs and flows with that, right, Jerry? We've seen like times where this is such a priority and there's companies making big investments in workforce planning and there's a suite of technology to use for that. And then times where it's just not a priority. But I think this year we're going to start to see workforce planning taking you know, more of a priority for organizations as they think about not only the headcount they're going to need, but the skills they're going to need and how to be able to, to close those gaps and prepare for the future. Agreed. I do believe that TA leaders are going to have to volunteer, if you will, or push hard to be included or to have somebody within their organization included that keeps them apprised of a workforce planning cycle. The problem is it tends to be done within the framework of of the business. And at best, HR gets involved, but I think they should be much more heavily involved, not only from the point of view of how it comes together, but the confidence levels that the workforce plan, in fact, is something that can be executed on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that can either come directly from TA or from some COE that's part of TA where they're creating those plans there. I think there's two companies, if anyone's kind of interested in the workforce planning, that did a great job with workforce planning. I don't know where exactly they're at in the past few years with this, but McKesson um, was very involved with the workforce planning strategy and Southern Company um, as well. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time. Oh,